0: rebound kicked out to Mackenzie Shippey on the move right at a runner from eight feet no Jackson snares down the miss and then puts it home for the right Jackson. side Jackson and double figures for Friends and Friends comes away with a rebound and a chance to take the lead 33-32 Emerlehu going for the lead for the left wing Emmerlehu. With the triple, he's got nine, and the Falcons reclaim the lead. Welcome to the Friends Basketball Coaches Show from Walk On Sports Bistro. Snares the rebound for Friends ahead. Barbary goes up, and he flushes it down. Barbary taking flight.
1: Now here's your host, Pat Strothman.
0: What's going on everyone? Voice of the Friends Falcons, Pat Strothman here with another edition of the Friends Basketball Show. We're running out of these because we are winding down here in the 2023-24 season. KCAC postseason tournament is just around the corner. The season is winding down. Kind of crazy to think about that considering it felt like we just started. But we are here once again at Walk-On Sports Bistro one of the best places to come catch a game in town. They have excellent game day food with that southern twist. No matter where you sit in this place, you're going to have a great view of the game that you really want to watch. They have a great bar area. They have a great patio area. So when things warm up, you can come out and be outside. It's a really cool venue. Come out to Walk On Sports Bistro located on Mays Road. And we appreciate their support of France Athletics And, well, Friends Athletics, the winter season winding down in the Friends Women's Basketball team. nice thing is we know that Friends is going to have a home postseason game as the Friends Women's Basketball team right now, currently number three in the KCAC standings. And to talk more about that, we welcome in the head women's basketball coach at Friends University, Dean Jaderston. Coach, we'll get to the most recent game here in just a little bit, but let's go back to – uh, a win against Ottawa, and then we'll kind of work our way to the Tabor game on Saturday. Going to Ottawa, it's always a tough place to play. The The Braves are kind of a unique team. They've, they've been injury-plagued this year, but you can't just go into Wilson Fieldhouse and expect a win. It's always a tough place to play where five people sounds like 50, and you guys pulled away with an 87-72 to 72 win. Lots of offense in that game. Let's go back to the win over the Braves during that win streak. Your thoughts on that game?
1: Yeah, we uh, we always going into Ottawa is different than going anywhere in the conference. Um, there's a few gyms in the in the nation where you get this echo in the gym, and it it's a factor. We actually have a a soundtrack of a game in Ottawa that we play during practice just to try and help our kids acclimate to how how hard it is to communicate. It's hard to call plays. It's hard to. Uh, signal stuff to each other so how much they have to focus and communicate uh to play there. And Ottawa's talented. They've got a lot of of quick guards who can shoot it. Um they got Allen back who went for twenty eight against us. So they are just a dangerous offensive team and and uh, it was one of those interesting games. They went small on us. And we when teams go small on us, it's an intriguing matchup for us because One of our strengths is how well Taylor Jackson protects the rim. Mm -hmm. If you go small with five shooters on the floor, the question is do you put her out on the perimeter and take her away or do you do some zone and some matchups and see what happens there? And first half we were just traveling, getting a feel. They were hitting a bunch of shots to start the game. And uh, then third quarter, I thought we had a phenomenal third quarter. Um, I just saw the team take another step of just focus, focus, they locked in at both ends of the court and all of a sudden, what was a pretty close game in half. Um, I think there's close to a 30 point lead at the end of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And, and then it was getting some kids, some chances to play and, and try some different things. Um, but it's always, they're a scary team. They, they, you know, on any given night, they're going to put up points. They're a team that led St. Mary with, I think a minute to go. And, and so, you know, they can score with anybody, um, it's uh it was a really good road win to, to just keep that winning streak going.
0: Yeah, how many games have you been a part of where the opposing team had ninety shot attempt? I, shot it's attempts bizarre. that was the one thing I saw like when I looked at the box score, there were two things that stood out. That was number one. Yep. Seeing ninety shot attempts in the game. That that is not happened very no, often.
1: They they were out trying to get points and, and some some teams will try and stop you, some teams will try and outscore you, and Ottawa's gonna try and outscore you. Um it, it, was, it was a really unusual game, and uh, I was real proud of our team, just the way they locked in third quarter. It was like, okay, let's go do what we do. And at that point, at that point, at the end of the third quarter, like I said, the game was pretty much over, and, and uh, we could actually rest some kids in the middle of a grind of a conference season.
0: Yeah, and to take the, the next step with the other thing that caught my eye, Corey Babcock with a double-double had ten rebounds in that game. Your thoughts on Corey getting 10, 10 rebounds. That was the one they stood out to me, too, was, you know, Corey's known for her ability to make shots. She's so much more than that, though. You talked about her defense before, but to see 10 rebounds coming from her, that was really impressive.
1: So one of, our, one of the things we struggle with, because Taylor and Ray and Cassie rebound so well, um, teams that shoot a lot of threes, there's a lot of long boards, and our guards can sometimes get lazy just expecting that our bigs are going to get the rebounds, which they tend to do um going into that game was we've got to box and keep space on the perimeter you can't crowd the basket because there's gonna be a lot of long rebounds and Corey did a great job both um of keeping space but then also that game she was going up into traffic and pulling some rebounds out that were uh i thought she was just really tough so yeah she she uh she does a lot of little things that people don't realize and uh defensively she covers so many bases for us it's it's been really fun to see her as the season progresses, has progressed to really um, kind of own that role and step in and be a multifaceted basketball player.
0: Well, that was win number 10 in a row. Win number 11 in a row was certainly meaningful. A win over the St. Mary's Spire, 61-54. We all know how good St. Mary has been this year. Andy Kelly's squad is is just so tough and you, you just had a feeling even there in the fourth quarter in which you guys felt like you had a comfortable lead. You knew that there was going to be one more push coming from St. Mary, and there certainly was. The the Spires had that push there in the fourth quarter to make things interesting, a chance to actually take the lead. But, hey, your team never never faltered. Your team never wants to back down. And, of course, Lauren McIver is the one who comes over the big shot, step back three to truly finish a job to get the, the six point, excuse me, seven point win in order to keep you in the hunt for a potential KCAC championship in the regular season. That was one of those, we talked about you beating Sterling and that was a big one. The next step was trying to get a win against St. Mary, a, a team that's been so tough to stop these last couple of years, but you finally got it done. Your thoughts on that game?
1: Yeah, we, we had a little, I think they'd won three in a row against us or four in a row. Um, they have a really talented team and a team that's hard for again for us to guard because they'll put five kids out who can shoot the three and and they've got a, a, a player sims who guards taylor jackson pretty well um makes her really work for stuff and sims is really physical and um st mary you gotta guard everybody and you gotta guard the kids that come off the bench i, I don't know if anybody has more firepower in the conference than than they do um across the board so i It was critical. It was was the biggest – it felt like the biggest regular season game I've been at since I've been here. Most on the line. Had a great crowd. Um, St. Mary was ready for it. Our team was ready for it. I thought it was imperative the last two or three times we've played them, we've got off to bad starts. We just struggled at the beginning of games. And to come out and hit some shots in the first quarter, our kids were really, really focused and intentional and uh, got off to a, a really good start in the first quarter. Um, and you knew St. Mary was going to make a push. They're they're too good of a basketball team, and I thought it was one of the best college basketball games, just going back and watching it after the game. Um, You've got teams going on runs, teams making hard shots, but teams were both locked in on on defense. I I thought defensively on both sides it was a really, really tough, well-played game, and um, they did. They made their runs. They came down the stretch, and they narrowed the gap. Um, we hit some free throws, and then, um, yeah, with all the pressure on her, it was great. Uh, Lauren had missed a three of the possession before, and she didn't hesitate in this one. Took, took, Got to her spot, uh, took the shot, and uh, you could just uh, see all the stress go out of our team at that moment. That was one of those, we'll never forget that one this year. But uh, got the monkey off our back. Um, we, we figured out some things. Our team got really disciplined defensively against St. Mary. You can't gamble. You can't open up gaps because they're hard to trap because if you trap them, there's a shooter always someplace. And so you have to just do your job, stay in your lane, make them shoot contested shots, and then rebound the heck out of the ball. And I thought um, – that day we were as focused and dialed in defensively as we've been all season.
0: Yeah, and then you brought the free throws. If you have Taylor Jackson and Ray go combine 12 for 12 from the free throw line, that's it's going to help.
1: Mm-hmm. It's you know, free throws are toughness and concentration and and, and repetitions. You got to get your practice in. You got to get free throws up. Um, but then the game, you got to be able to be tough and you got to be able to focus and, and let go of everything and they were both really dialed in that day.
0: Yeah, for sure. Talking with Dean Jaderston, the head women's basketball coach at Friends University here on the Friends Basketball Show from Walk-On Sports Bistro, broadcasting on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. That was the 11th consecutive win at that time, getting that W against St. Mary. and went to number 12 after a win against Southwestern and Winfield 81 to 66. And coach, naturally when you get that big win, the tough part is always the game right after it. Everyone can can point to, you know, Saturday at Tabor and stuff like that. But when you get those big wins when you are so involved emotionally and physically and mentally and then the game's over and you celebrate and you relax a little bit, it's sometimes hard to kind of jump start that engine the next time that you need it and at southwestern i think it's probably fair to say that maybe there was a a little bit of a of a carryover from that game after the win on saturday yeah i
1: don't know if there's ever been more of a we call them trap games you got saint mary on saturday you know you're playing tabor the next saturday for a chance to be at the conference top of the conference and in between, you've got this scrappy team that hasn't won a conference game yet. And so you do everything you can. Hey, they can play. They're college basketball players. They compete. Um, we're going on the road. You still have a, a little different dynamic that's going on there. Um, we approached that one pretty intentionally in terms of uh, uh, first half and second half, we played very differently. We were trying to work on some things that uh, we wanted to – use on saturday um it's it's kind of a chance to experiment a little bit with some rotations and and um there's some things that we'd seen uh, when, you, when you're winning consi- consistently um you on a winning streak we, we always talk about the slippage that happens things that you're not quite as intentional about but you're winning so you don't worry about um for us one of them was transition d we were, we were doing a good job early in the season, and you could just see our transition D slipping a little. Our, our transition offense, um, we'd gotten out of some of our habits, so we were trying to focus on that first half to give our kids some very specific things and goals to work on. Uh, Southwestern came out. They were just scrappy. They are just hitting shots and playing. And uh, we played a lot of kids, too. We played some different rotations. It's a chance this time of year people to get tired. Mm-hmm. Their legs are tired. Um, we used a lot of emotion in the St. Mary game, and you could just see that a little bit. So uh, first half again, we, we kind of, was like very similar to the Ottawa game. Just we're there, nobody's panicking, but it's kind of a grind. Second half, we came out, um, went to some things that were a little bit better fit for playing against Southwestern, and again, had a nice thir- third quarter that opened the game up, and okay, this is who we are, let's do it. And then again, we got a chance to play a lot of kids, so it was one. I was happy when it was over. I was happy when it was over. Uh, it's those those games. Um, they can trip you up. They can ruin your. They can ruin your, your momentum. They can get you out of certain habits. And we we got out of there, got the win, played well enough to be prepared for Saturday. And uh, yeah, I I was just happy when we were done.
0: Yeah. Well, very important though, as you brought up being able to rotate in some different players you have double digit minutes for Sadie hopman tia Hagen, ellie munns Ashton ryle and you have over 20 minutes for jaden glasgow so to be able to have those players get over double digit minutes not only is that important for this season but also get some more confidence for next year too as well
1: well absolutely we we lose one player this year um and we've got uh, a player in that's just practicing with us that'll be eligible next year we've got some kids that we've already signed and we've got a great jv group so we're not recruiting a ton of kids but we'll add another couple players that we think will give us some significant varsity um, help but for those players to develop they've got to get those consistent minutes they've got to play through Um, one of the tough things when you're coming off the bench um, no matter how much you try and. assure kids or um, encourage them they know they're coming in they often play a little bit more afraid of making a mistake and coming out and just because that's the rotation not because of what they did Mm -hmm. and so even though you're going to play them through mistakes their rotations are smaller and, and they just get in that tension so to be able to play them from extended periods to have them come back and maybe miss a shot or turn the ball over and then come back and guard and make the next play. That was really, really big, I think, for their development. And you never know. You know, Trinity w- was playing great, then goes down in the, in the St. Mary game and and next player up. And and so you never know who's going to be sick, who's going to have the flu, who's going to get hurt, um, who's not playing well, and, and somebody's got to be ready to step in. So th- that those kind of games are really important to develop the depth on our team.
0: That women's basketball coach at Friends University, Dean Jaderston here on the Friends Basketball Show on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. 12 consecutive wins for the Friends women's basketball team. The streak stops at 12 in a big game on Saturday on the road in Hillsboro against the Tabor Blue Jays. You win. It's a three-way tie atop the KCAC standings. If you lose, well, there goes the win streak. But not all hope is lost, considering what's coming up next week in the KCAC postseason tournament. But anytime you 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 have this type of game, I feel like in Hillsboro against Tabor, it's Sean Reed's been doing this for a long time. He he kind of knows what buttons to press at the right moments, and it also helps too when. They knocked down some threes right off the bat, and there's no doubt that Tabor was hit some outside shots. And Tabor's the one that came out on top, 61 to 45. What'd you see from this past weekend?
1: That's a it's a really uh, the games within the game on on that night um, are really intriguing to, to analyze. We we spent some time yesterday in film with our girls. Um, there's some things we did extremely well. One of the big things about playing Tabor is you got to guard them without fouling you got a guard without fouling um they shot four free throws uh we talked about how we struggled from the rebounding on uh, from the perimeter and i think we got like 36 or 37 percent of our offensive rebound chances which is huge our goals is 30. Uh, we had 77 percent of our defensive rebound chances our goals 70 so we were well above those effort kind of goals um it was our worst free throw shooting season game of the season, and it was our worst field goal shooting game since uh, Thanksgiving. Hmm. And there's a lot of reasons that may or may not go into that, and some of it's Tabor's defense, some of it may be us. Free throws Free throws are free throws. It doesn't matter who's guarding you or what you're doing if you get your chance to make free throws. So on a night when we didn't shoot it well, um, on a night when um, to beat Tabor – it's tough to beat them once they get a lead mm-hmm. because they're just going to grind you. They're going to run their stuff. They're going to use 20, 25 s- seconds on the shot clock. And so you're trying to speed them up, and you got to trap them and do some different things. Um, we had a stretch in the first quarter where we switched defenses, and we had this huge mental lapse. We gave up five threes in a row, and actually it ended up being six with a couple possessions later. Mm-hmm. Six open looks to players that we knew we weren't going to give open looks to. They hit all six of them. Um, and there's this giant momentum swing, and the rest of the game was defined by that. We're always trying to climb uphill. And our kids fought. They they competed on a night. We were shooting poorly. We went from being down, I think, 15 or 18 to a um, minute 30 left in the third quarter. We get a wide open look at a three that cuts it to five. And so our kids played, but that that gap was just so big to overcome. And it was a tough one. Um, twice we had, maybe three times we had four people playing one, one defense and a fifth kid playing somebody else. And so there was an area in the zone that, that got left open. And to Tabor's credit, they hit a shot every single time. So there's a lot of things about that game. Our team fought. They competed. The effort stats were there. We can't turn the ball over 19 times against Taylor, or Tabor. Yeah. Um, There was an 18 to 4 points off turnovers gap. And and so I, I showed the team, I said, if you take off the points we gave up transition off turnovers, and you take those 15 points off the threes, the rest of the game you allowed 28 points. So for the vast majority of the game, there was a really good defensive game that was played our turnovers killed us, our shooting percentage killed us and um it was it was a tough one. Um but if you look at the big picture down the stretch, uh, even if we had won, yes, we would have had to share the title. Tabor still had the one seed. You're still going to be fighting through all the way there and and candidly it exposed some things that had slipped and our team's like, oh yeah, now we got to get back to it. So, if we get a chance. Uh, last year, we we lost with two games to go in the regular season. Okay, here we go. Let's this last week. Let's start the new winning streak. Let's get refocused and go on a run. So, we're hoping to repeat the same thing this year.
0: Yeah, you read my mind. That was going to be my next thing. Was well, hey, there's a new win streak that needs to be built at this point in the season. Rather have. Alas, take place now than next week when, when you might have an early exit in which you guys are trying to make it to the national tournament. So, this is the maybe the right time to kind of refocus and and certainly you have a you know one more week of basketball to go. You have to go on the road to York coming up on Wednesday. You then come back. You take on Avila uh, on Saturday and. Senior day, not entirely uneventful at Friends University because I know there will be some other people on her. But I know the men's side, there's not many. And here on the women's side, well, you have Cassie Kinneberg. But I want to give you a chance to kind of open the floor, though, tie about Cassie because she's one of those players that have been around for a long time. And, you know, she's not one that's going to have the eye-popping stat numbers, but she has been one of those program people that you need in order to be successful.
1: Cassie was the first player I officially normally recruited you know we got here we had to scramble and get a bunch of kids that summer but then over the course of the year okay who are we trying to bring in um Cassie was a valley center spent a lot of time chasing her around um extraordinary young woman um worked hard came out scored I think 16 her very first college game um her second or third game, she tears her labrum, her shoulder, comes out at Bethany in a, in a very t- hard, painful injury. And she's battled that for four years. She's had surgery. She's rehabbed it. It's popped out again. Um, I don't know think anybody realizes how much pain Cassie goes through on a daily basis. And it doesn't affect her grades. It doesn't affect her leadership. She's one of the leaders in her FCA program at school. She's been an RA for three years. And maybe just our toughest she's going to bang she's going to compete her shoulder is going to pop and she can hardly lift her arm but she'll come back and play left-handed until it settles down and there's a, an integrity and a maturity and a depth of character about her that um gives substance to our team and uh, we are going to miss her a ton she's uh, remarkable she's been accepted into Wichita State's PT program which is awesome. one of the tops in the nation and uh she's going to excel there. It's, uh, it's amazing to watch how people change when they come in as a freshman, how they grow, how they work through adversity. And Cassie has done everything we could have hoped for, um, as a player, as a person. And, uh, we would not be having the success that we have if it wasn't for her. Yeah.
0: And in today's day and age of college basketball, it's harder and harder to have someone be around for four years, five years, whatever it might be,
1: especially players who are going to contribute every year. Um, You know, a lot of kids, if they're not going to play right away as a freshman, they're going to go juco or do something else. And then with everybody transferring the way they do, um, it's one of the losses in college basketball. You don't have the face recognition nearly the way you used to. You don't have those kids who just, they've been through the good days and they've been through the really, really hard days, and they, they come out stronger and they come out better. And Cassie's, Cassie's done that.
0: No doubt. All right, Coach. Well, thank you so much for your time here today. Best of luck this week. Thank you very much. Dean Jaderson, head women's basketball coach at Friends University, here on the Friends Basketball Show on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Two more games of the regular season for Friends Women's Basketball. Coming up on Wednesday, a road trip to Nebraska to take on the York Panthers. After that, Saturday, it will be Senior Day at Friends University inside the Garvey Center as the Falcons play host to the Avila Eagles. One o'clock is when coverage officially begins. You can catch it on Cox 122 in the KCAC Network. And don't forget, next week, with the Friends women's basketball team having a top-four seed they will have a home game next Wednesday, at 7 o'clock, would be my assumption on the game time. I know things might change at the last second, but at the very least – Get plans for Wednesday because KCAC postseason tournament action is here and the Friends Women's Basketball team trying to get to Hartman Arena for the second consecutive year, and this time trying to come out on top of the KCAC postseason tournament championship. So mark that down in your calendars next week on Wednesday, 7 o'clock more than likely, inside the Garvey Center. We appreciate Walk on Sports Bistro for letting us come out, letting us come out here and broadcast the show. It's always a great time, great TVs on the wall, so no matter where you sit, you're going to have the ability to watch a game that you want to watch. You can also get some awesome food, too. You can always get great food here at Walk-On Sports Bistro, leg- located on Mays Road. Appreciate their support throughout the entire year. Only two more Friends Basketball shows to go. Next week, we'll have the Friends Men's Basketball final, I guess, with uh, Phil McClintock, and then after that, hopefully, maybe we're talking about NAIA postseason basketball with Dean Jaderson when we get to that point. Well, on behalf of Dean Jaderson, I'm Pat Straughlin saying so long from Walk-On Sports Bistro. Thanks for watching and listening to another edition of the Friends Basketball Show on ESPN, Wichita 92.3 FM.